0: You're listening to the Astrology Hub Podcast, practical wisdom for living your life on purpose. Hi there, my name is Amanda Poole-Walsh and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'm Donna Woodwell, Astrology Hub's Senior Editor and Master Astrologer and we are here for your weekly forecast for the week starting on April 15th. Okay, Donald, let's start high level. Tell us about the theme that we will be exploring this week.
1: Well, we're certainly continuing drying out from all the water that has, I was going to say plagued our skies, but that's really not fair to water. Water nourishes us on deep levels. It's just little uncomfortable when you've been sitting in the bathtub for a while. And so we're finally getting a glimpse of what's coming next. So my guess is that next involves asking us some tough questions about from whom are we seeking approval? You know, it's as if there's some Subtle power shift going on in the skies that might take us weeks to fully put words to, but still, I think
0: empowerment might be a good theme for the week. Mm, You know, Donna, it reminds me of this interview that I just recently saw on Brene Brown's station. I think it's called Living Brave. And she was interviewing Oprah. And one of the questions that Brene Brown asked Oprah was Is it possible to live a life of courage without disappointing people? And Oprah said so clearly, like three times, she goes, it is impossible to live a life of courage without disappointing someone. It is impossible to live a life of courage without disappointing someone. And this speaks to me so much of what you're saying. From whom are we seeking approval? And can we actually live the life that we came here to live, that blueprint in our astrology chart without disappointing anyone? Because we don't like to disappoint people. We don't like to, you know, so many of us have that people-pleasing element of us. And I think I really do think that it goes back to survival. You know, there's it's like in our DNA that we need to be liked in order to survive. So it's, it's a tough one to work against. But I think it's really important for us to keep in mind that if we're truly going to be empowered, if we're truly going to live our blueprint, that in the process, we are going to disappoint some people. And yet the people that matter, the people that really, truly support us, the people that really, truly love us, they're not going to be disappointed. They're going to be rooting us on. They're going to be like, yes, you're doing it. You're being you. So I just want to offer that. I think that is so appropriate.
1: And especially since we are coming out of this very watery phase and it's the nature of water to connect. It's about emotion and it's all empathy. And so we're feeling what everybody else is feeling and that disappointment hits so hard. And so we need to dry out a little bit. It's very hard to be brave when all you're doing is feeling what everybody else is feeling. There's not a lot of distance there. And that's part of what happens when you get a little bit of distance, you've got a little more space to be able to take that. No, I'm called to do this and I need to do it and in order to be myself. And I think you're very wise to point out that the people who love you, the people who really love you will cheer you on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about the week ahead. We have this theme of empowerment that we're working with. What's going to be going on throughout the week?
1: Okay, so once again, the moon is void, of course, on Sunday night into Monday morning, which may have led to some oddly nebulous uh, dreams in the evening hours. But, you know, at least a jolt of caffeine and maybe that Virgo moon trying Uranus on Monday morning gets you up and moving fast into the day. So ride that momentum throughout the day. As the evening approaches, Venus is squaring off with Jupiter, which suggests that there might have been some overindulging going on this evening. So if you're just like going out to party because, you know, if you're in the United States and you finished off your taxes and you figured you deserved a break, you know, go have fun, but not too much fun. Because, you know, foggy and muddled is the experience that many might face on Tuesday morning as that Virgo moon opposes Neptune. Back to the Neptune watery, maybe the direct result of some overindulgence the night before. But at least don't worry. There's a good chance you'll get back on track by the afternoon hours because moon is harmonizing with that disciplined Saturn. Again, recovery comes quickly on Thursday afternoon. And then finally, in Wednesday's pre-dawn hours, Mercury arrives in Aries. And all I can say is, yay, because Mercury has been in watery Pisces for 10 whole weeks. And that's seven weeks longer than he's usually in a sign. And for Mercury, it's his least favorite sign to be in. So we are at the end with an exclamation point. The moon moves into Libra a few hours later and opposes Mercury for the last time this month, as if to say, time's up, dry yourself off, no more self-pity, get moving. I'm excited. Okay, so next up, Wednesday morning begins 20 or so hours with no perfecting aspects now perfecting aspect just means no aspects become exact during this period of time and in astrology these calm days are a bit like wild cards and kind of choose your own adventure vibe so use wednesday as you wish to catch up on things or just catch your breath from all the things that have been going on because the pressure's back on thursday to get something accomplished the moon in libra squares off with saturn and pluto See, it might feel a sense of obligation, perhaps from people outside of you, to live up to what you've committed to. So whatever it is, you better just go and get it over with. The moon's also harmonizing with Mars and Gemini, so this is great for some professional type communication. I say professional type because you need to be aware of a little bit of to reading too much into what other people say. So don't let your own preconceived notions get in the way of what you're actually being told. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it does, absolutely. Awesome. It reminds me of um, what Adam Gainsburg said in the 2019 forecast event when he said, pay attention to where you're taking things personally and how that's blocking intimacy in your life. And so what I'm hearing here is, is really listening without your judgment, listening, without you know being triggered, listening, without do I agree or disagree, just listening so that you can actually have a true connection with the person who's trying to communicate with you.
1: Yeah. I think we underestimate how much our little reality bubble that we live in affects how we experience our world. I'm reading this great book by Patrick Dunn right now, which is on um, magic and language and symbol. And basically, he um, explores that people who become masters, master magicians, what they've learned how to do is change their own reality bubble, you know, it, and, and when I say change their own reality bubble, we, we have a set of filters through which we perceive what's happening to us. And sometimes those filters are developed at one time in our lives, and we're now moved on. The filters no longer resonate and are actually impeding our growth and to become really good at moving through the world, you have to be willing to bend and shape and tweak that entire filter system so that you can appreciate
0: the good that's coming to you without rejecting it. Mm, sounds like a lifelong process, but I'm sure there's practices and things that we can do to refine that.
1: Absolutely. It's the snake eating its tail or, or the snake shedding its skin. We always have to continue to shed um, so that we, as we get bigger. And that's a creative and a destructive process. We're creating a new skin, but we're destroying the old one. Mm. What's the name of that book again? Um, It's by Patrick Dunn. And the book is called, I'm going to get it wrong, uh, Magic, Language, Symbol, and Something. Um, But I'll make sure we get it for the show notes so people can look it up.
0: Okay, fantastic.
1: Okay, so moving into the weekend, and for some people, this is a holiday weekend because Good Friday is today, and then we have Passover on Saturday and Easter on Sunday. So Friday begins with a full moon in the morning hours, and it's actually the second full moon in Libra in a row. So just as background, every 13 months, we either have two new moons in a row in the same sign, or two full moons in a row on the same side. It's just part of the larger lunar cycle that we live in. It's not particularly heavily aspected moon, but it is widely square Pluto, which suggests that we are making some adjustments about um, the balance of power between ourselves and others. So so this is where all those questions that we talked about in the theme of the week are hanging in the air. Actually, it makes me think of the Captain Marvel movie that was released last month. There's a scene in the movie where uh, she's uh, challenged, you know, to prove herself to the villain in the movie. And she just sort of shakes her head and says, you know, I don't need to prove myself to anyone. So really get clear on who to whom you think you have to prove yourself, because this might be a key to unlocking some of your own superpowers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think she's on it. And the name of the game is we're here to, I don't even want to use the word proof because we're not even proving something to ourselves either. I think that there's so much um, empowerment in seeing what we're capable of more than anything else. It's like, well, you know, am I capable of going to that next level? Am I capable of that level of excellence? Am I capable of that level of, of kindness, um, of compassion, you know, whatever it is? And it's, it's really, again, back to that, we talked about this last week, but we're the only ones who can really judge that. We're the only ones that can really judge that progress. And it's not about comparing ourselves to other people or proving ourselves to other people.
1: You know, maybe we should redefine proving in the sense that if I remember from my baking lessons, if you want to make dough that rises, you have to proof the yeast. And that basically means getting it in a state where it will make the dough rise and bring that chemical reaction to take it to the next level. So maybe if we can as that kind of proving that we are getting the yeast prepared to help us to
0: be better bred. To rise, to flourish, to, to rise, to flourish, to nurture. I mean, all of that's beautiful. I love that, Donna. And it's true that cause it, right, right now, when I think of prove, it's like, well, you're proving yourself, meaning like you're coming from a place of lack already and you have to like prove something. But what you just said totally changed that for me. So I love that. That's a great reframe.
1: Okay. So. After the full moon, the moon slides into Scorpio and then opposes Uranus in Taurus. So if the full moon brought you an epiphany, then you're probably not going to hesitate to go make a change, even if it's painful. So what would you sacrifice in order to have your freedom back? What did you think about? Fortunately, Friday afternoon is hours are mercifully uneventful because I think we're all going to need a break by then. And the cosmic tides shift again on uh, on the weekend as the sun moves into Taurus and Venus into Aries. So with the sun moving into earthy Taurus, the spotlight is definitely shifting to the earth element over the coming weeks, especially in May, when at one point we will have six planets in earth signs and that's a lot generally speaking in astrology when you're talking about popular astrology we're talking about 10 planets so having six of them in an earth signs that's more than half of the bunch that we're usually working with so we're moving in a time when you can finally get your feet on the ground and make some solid progress if you're willing to slow down and be methodical because earth likes stability but it also likes going one step at a time And Venus in Aries gives us a brief window in which to pursue our private passions. Now, Venus is often a people pleaser because she's so much motivated by her desire to love and be loved. But in Aries, you know, that's the one time when Venus's people-pleasing tendency is a little muted because she still wants what she wants. But at least for the next few weeks, she's more than willing to flout conventions and expectations in order to get what she wants. No approval required. So, after another overnight void moon, Luna leaps into fiery Sagittarius on Sunday morning and then harmonizes with both Mercury and Venus later in the day. This energy certainly feels more light and celebratory than it has lately. So, It's a great afternoon for maybe a family gathering or some socializing. You know, if the weather's good, I expect to see a lot of folks out in the local parks and trails finally shaking off all the long, cold, very damp winter that we've had. And that urge for freedom is strong as the sun prepares to meet Uranus on Monday. More on that in next week's forecast.
0: All right, Donna. So some takeaways for all of you this week. Number one, things are drying up for a while. And it's starting this week. Number two, where are you seeking approval from others at the expense of you? How can you prove yourself to yourself? And we have did a little um, reframe around that word prove. Really, how can you create your the conditions that you need to rise? Number three, this week, the spotlight is shifting to the earth element. So that ties to number one, when I said things are drying up for a while this week it's going from all the water that we've been experiencing and shifting into earth so A question to ask yourself, if you want to work with this earth energy, are you willing to slow down and be methodical? And what does that look like for you? Just take some time to consider that. What does it look like for you to slow down and be more methodical? So how can you work in harmony with that earth element? And number four, there's, again, this is tying back to this, this energy this week around, you know, what are others expecting of you? Where are your shoulds and where are you doing what others want versus what you want? Um, The fourth thing was pursuing your passion and if sometimes that mean that might mean flouting conventions and expectations so lots of really interesting energy this week Donna we've been talking about water for so long it's really fun to be shifting into that earth zone and shifting ourselves along with that you know
1: you're Capricorn I'm a Virgo it's it's like oh You know, you have to love all of the science because we need them all to grow and thrive. But at a certain point, we all have our personal preferences. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh dry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I live on an island surrounded by water. So obviously, I love water. And it's like, it does It does feel good. It, it just feels like we can get some footing. You know, it's that water sometimes after a while. It's like, oh, my God. It's just like, you know, floating back and forth all the time can get a little tiring. I'm lots of tears.
1: You listen. You hang around astrologers enough. It doesn't matter what's moving into some other sign. By the time it gets to the 29th degree, you're like, I am so tired of blah, blah, blah. I'm so looking forward to it moving into the next one. And it doesn't matter what the last one was. Whatever it is, you're just done. <laughs>
0: You know, it just, it reminds me that everything's always transitioning. So no matter what you guys are going through in your life right now, it's going to change. It's going to pass. It's going to, you know, it, it's always moving. And the more I've been thinking about, we're just sort of like meditating on transits, uh, like the thought about transits and these things that happen that interact with us and our charts and pull out these kinds of experiences that we need to experience, And when we work with them, we're like in a constant state of change. I mean, and the other choice is to numb out and distract and not pay attention. And even then, we're probably going to have to change at some point. But, you know, when we're consciously aware of all this movement and all this change, we get to evolve with it. We get to be like that. You know how the earth is like spiraling through space and always moving forward. It's like we get to do that too. So, um, yeah, everything's temporary. And I can totally see what you're saying. It's like, it's kind of like at the end of winter, you're ready for spring. At the end of spring, you're ready for summer. At the end of summer, you're ready for fall. It's like, that's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that said, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of our community. This Astrology Hub podcast is so amazing in its um, organic, beautiful growth month after month. And I just want to thank you for showing up and for tuning in and for continually giving us your feedback and rating and reviewing it and subscribing it. It just it's It's just so incredible to watch how it just has a life of its own. And I'm so grateful that you're finding value in it. And of course, as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life. Donna and I both are going to catch you on Thursday's episode featuring Charles Eisenstein. Donna, do you want to tell everybody what we covered and why it would be a great idea to tune in?
1: Oh, it is so fun talking to Charles and... You know, it's Earth Day is coming up soon, and it seems like the perfect time to explore with Charles our relationship to the planet. And we went all over the world, literally. But really, I, what I remember most is talking about why we're in such a state of difficulty right now, because we're going from the old scripts, the old stories that we told ourselves about living here on planet earth, moving into a new set of stories that we're telling ourselves about the, the coming age. What, what, kind of a relationship we want to have with the planet. And as the people with old stories bump into the people with new stories or people who are still forming their stories, there's a lot of conflict going on. And so he gave us some great ways to think about not just the changing climate, but also the changing human culture that we're going to experience over the coming years.
0: It was really fun. It was very fun. So uh, check out that episode on Thursday. And in the meantime, have a wonderful week. Um, drying up. It's like we're all kind of sunbathing and and (laughs) I hope you enjoy it. And we can't wait to catch you on the next episode. Are you ready to learn more about astrology? Take your work with the moon cycles to the next level and experience what it feels like to be supported by a thriving community of like-minded and like-hearted souls? then we have the place for you. Join Astrology Hub's Inner Circle, a global community dedicated to spiritual growth, lunar forecasts, and mastery classes with leading astrologers. Simply go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle to learn more and join us today. Reconnect with your childlike wonder of the universe and rediscover your place and purpose in it all. Join our Inner Circle today. Visit astrologyhub.com slash inner circle and get in our Inner Circle today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Astrology Hub podcast. We can't wait to continue exploring with you and bringing you astrology's most practical wisdom so you can live your life on purpose. We'll catch you on the next episode.
1: Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.